Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Miller Milder. Shit. <laughs> Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. Just leave that fucking shit in there. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How you doing? I am so that, that might be the first time you ever botched it, though. Yeah, I think I, I totally yeah. botched it. Yeah. I totally botched it. Normally, I'd, and I would, I was thinking about, like, well, maybe we'd just have you start over, but then, eh, why? Bother? No, no, no. Why you don't, you don't like get that? a do-over. This show, you we, get do-overs. we decided, well, I, yeah, but, uh, well. Anyway, that's me. <laughs> I control the board, so I decide when there's a Hip, duo. Hypocrite over. much? Yeah, pretty much. much. But uh, yeah, uh, so uh, this. Uh, well, we decided pretty much that the show was just going to be completely off the rails, and we didn't care today anyway. So, yes, you know, that uh, is one of those deals. We're, we're going ahead, errors and and everything like that. Just so. run it live. Run it live. That's it. That's it. So uh, what? The, yeah, you're sore. Yeah. 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 I worked out on Friday. Yeah, you were telling me a little bit about that before the show. Yeah, I did legs. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. So. And they're, oh, is that <laughs> your fucking, you're such a dick. You even said you were not going to do that. Uh, I thought I turned the ringer off. All right, let's answer it on air. All right, who is it? I don't know. This is Adrian. Welcome to Spectrum, the country's <laughs> largest cable TV network. If you are facing issues with the service or fuel the bill is too high, press one and speak to a feedback agent. All right, we're going with it. We're, we're going, going with we're, it. We're, we're going to live. Option one. Hello? Thanks for holding the line. This is David Harding today. I'm good, David. How are you? David? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, that's perfect. So, as you know, that we are running promotional discount for our new and existing customers. Sir, let me know if you are paying higher bills for your Spectrum services or oh. your bills are fine and affordable. Oh, the bills are so high, man. They're just crazy. They're just off the chain high. Okay. How much is your monthly Spectrum bill? Like 200 bucks. Almost 200 bucks. It's crazy. And do you have the bundle with all three services, TV, landline, and internet services? I got the whole shoot and match. Okay, that's perfect. So as you know that we are running promotional discounts, sir, you can save almost 15 to 30 percent off of your each monthly billing. That will be good to go for next 24 months with no contract in your current Spectrum plan, sir. Great, let's do so, it. So are you, are you the account holder, sir, or someone else is listed on the bill? No, it's me. Perfect, sir. State me your zip code. My zip code? 90210. Okay, and state me a service address. Uh, service address is 1342 Melrose Place. And sir, let me know, are you a senior citizen by any chance or no? I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm a senior citizen. I'm over 55. Over 55 or it's 65, sir? No, nah, I'm over 55. I'm not 65 yet. Okay, well, sir, that does not make you qualified to get the senior benefit, but we can still give you the promotional rates for next two years, sir. And let me check the better options for you according to your plan and consumption, and let me calculate how much discounts you're qualified for, sir. Sounds I great. You need to for a moment, sir. Sure, go ahead. I'm going to the rates, sir. All Thank right. you, sir. Your patience will be highly appreciated. All right. Now, I'm curious. I've got him on mute. I'm curious whether this one's actually a scam or not. I kind of feel like it's a scam. I, it's it's going to be a scam. I'm pretty sure, but we're going to have to see. Because you gave him all the addresses and stuff like that, and they, he didn't he didn't bat an eye. Right, exactly. So uh, he probably would have it. No, where'd you get that information? You uh, stated your service address is oh. one three four oh. Melrose. Oh, the service address. I thought you wanted uh, the. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, my billing address. 
the, the address where I actually have the service. No, I'm asking you the service address, the address you have services on. Oh, okay. That is, uh, it, it's, it, it, see, I, I have two different residences. My primary residence where the service is at is 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And that's in Washington, D.C. And zip code? 10102. Oh, that's perfect, sir. As you can see, that your account is qualified to get your benefit in your account, and you're getting almost 30% off of the monthly bill, sir. Okay. And your new bill is bag. <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> he, he, he said your 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 new bill will be F U C K O F F fag. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Great way to see. I told you the show was just going to be completely off the rails. I guess so. Now, should we actually run with that, or should we just cut that out and start over? Hell no, we're not going <laughs> to cut that out that? and start over. Keep okay. that shit. All right. Yeah. So, I, but there's I, not there's not every day that you can add perfect good content <laughs> like that. Well, here's the thing. Uh, again, that was obviously a scam because it was if it was actually you know a, a real spectrum. Well, they're using Spectrum's name though. Oh yeah, they do that all the time. Well, they do that. I get them for you know AT and T. I get them for like, and I'm not a Spectrum customer. <laughs> yeah. So you know you get them for all kinds of different ones, and eventually I think where they're going with that is somehow they always try to, and it's a confidence game. They get you down the road far enough. And then they try to pull out the personal inf information from yeah, you. Yeah. And at some point, they're going to either ask you for your account number, your login to your uh, uh, to your account. Yeah. You know, uh, where they can, I, I'm not sure how they can exploit that, but there's ways to do it. Or they act like we're setting you up for a new service. And uh, then we're going to, you know, we just need your credit card to get everything going. Yeah. You know, that, so it, definitely a scam. And clearly, by the way, he signed off. But I didn't even get to the point where I get to tell him, that he's a bad person for doing what he's doing. Yeah, I know. So he beat me to the punch, he, well, you know? you know, you use 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> well, Not that he would necessarily well, exactly, know what yeah. that who's, is, who's but a, he might, though. Well, I guess, well, I, think he, I think he looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as he did, it was like, oh, the fucking White oh, House. Oh, the White House? Are yeah. Is that the zip code for the White House? I have no idea. Uh, you know, I think it is, and I, I don't know no why I know that, but hang on, idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look, look it up. I'm going to Google that right now. Google.com, White House... Zip code. Oh no, it's three seven one eight eight. Really? Yeah. Oh no, that's that's Tennessee. <laughs> uh, it's two zero five zero zero. Okay, that's what it is. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, so that was a fun way to. What the hell were we talking about? We were talking about your fucking legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your legs hurt. <laughs> My legs are killing me. Yeah, because you're using a rowing machine backwards. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's one of those, like, the way CrossFit I didn't, works. I didn't is, understand that at all. Look, the way that CrossFit works is that you're always, they want you to, one, I think, contort your body into all different kinds of, uh, you know, positions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because part of the allure or the exercise of CrossFit is to make sure that you're also, you know, really flexible and stuff like that, which actually is one of the things that I like about it. Right. Is that, you know, because I think in your older age, you want to make sure that you are, um, it's in my opinion, it's better to be more mobile and flexible than it is to be bigger. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to no, just. I, I have no idea what you're saying. <sighs> I'm so pretty convinced that you're going to CrossFit just to look at hot chicks bending over. Uh, no, I'm not doing it for that I, I think you are. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. doing it. Just for After that the story that and uh, all the ladies who are listening that uh, share a class, uh, a CrossFit class uh, with Alex, uh, he appreciates all your conversations. It's just a bit. Adrian's giving you a bit. Adrian's giving <laughs> totally you a not. bit. Because, uh, you know, we were talking about whether we should talk about this on air or not. And Alex was like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about this on air. <laughs> I said second hour. Second hour. Said, uh, second the second hour. hour. Yeah, subscribers only. Because yeah. uh, just in case any of the girls at CrossFit are, are, are listening, you know. <laughs> Because Alex, they're is, all very nice, Alex wholesome is women. Listening to your, I think your they were, hot conversations. I, I, think they, I think they were all. They were. They had Bible talk that they were talking about. And <laughs> they were talking about how much they love Jesus. So, so, so where is this uh, CrossFit you're going to? Uh, it's over in uh, Trinity. Oh, really? Okay. What's the address? <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me the address? Then? Yeah. Well, it's 1600 Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. There you go. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. I am in no mood to actually talk about the news today. I, you know, here's the thing. Okay, so, look. Oh, hang on. I got to tell my window story. All right, tell you, oh, you, a window? like the... Windows, yes. Windows and doors. Okay. So, uh, last July, <laughs> I actually ordered some windows. That's a good story when it starts with last July. Last July, yeah. I ordered some windows and doors, uh, paid the window and door company five grand, which was half the total bill, I, for three windows and, and one door, right? Total, Three windows, one door. Yeah, total bill installed, 10 grand. Gee, man. Right, I, I know, I know. So I pay him, last July, I pay him five grand cash. Tell him, you know, I'll pay the other five grand when it's done. Yeah. You know. And uh, so the <laughs> yesterday, the windows finally came in and they installed them. Yeah. Eight months later. Like, it took so long to get these windows that, like, if, if, if I was waiting to have an abortion, I wouldn't be allowed to in any of 50 states. <laughs> you know yeah. that's we were in like the the end of the third trimester you sound like you're in the fifth trimester <laughs> right and then that's waiting even for exist. windows so the windows get there right and so I, of course we move everything out of the way and one of the windows is going to my office so i gotta move all my shit around i'm displaced i can't function you know that sort of thing which pisses me off to begin with and they get these things installed and two of the windows are broken <laughs> yeah. and like cracked broken like w the glass is cracked oh motherfucker <laughs> right and they said yeah we knew about this but we decided to install them anyway <laughs> well here was the rationale they said look we could have started the order over or we could install them with you know broken you know paints now one of them just has a crack in it just a couple inches long okay the other one is like completely cracked in half where they had to tape it to prevent the, the pain from falling out. Are they going to fix it? Yes, but <laughs> they have to order replacement <laughs> sashes, uh, you know, from the manufacturer. So we're probably looking at another 10 months. So I said, hey, that's no problem. But you're lo also looking at another 10 months before you get the five grand I owe you. <laughs> and they're and like okay <laughs> oh that's what they yeah there's no way in hell i'm paying oh no you can't because that's the only leverage you got <laughs> exactly exactly well the way it was supposed to work is i was supposed to pay him four grand upon installation and then you know another grand on final inspection i'm like no i ain't paying you another penny till the good windows are in but you know just that sort of thing man that's the world we live in today which is you know kind of nice because it's 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 a it's a good mild warm-up for the apocalypse to come which fortunately is uh, now. Uh, last week we had a uh, what do we say? Eight point five percent. This week we're actually at eleven percent chance of a, uh, a global apocalypse, nuclear holocaust type of thing. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. I mean, at least that's the one thing that, with all the you know the, the strife going on in the world, that's the one thing that we can at least look forward to. So I, I, I'm taking it now that Magnolia Thunderpussy is now your favorite politician. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. This guy is on the right track. Well, actually, no, that would be his solution would not be the way to go, because if uh, if his solution, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Magnolia Thunderpussy is uh, the code name. Uh, I think the Secret Service uses that code name for him. Um, for uh, Lindsey Graham, yeah. Uh, no, it's his. It's his brothel name. It's his brothel name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he this week actually uh, said that uh, someone needs to assassinate Putin, and I think he was calling for uh, you know Russian citizens to do it, which actually would be a, a probably the best outcome at this point. So he's not actually wrong, you know. Okay, you, hold on a second here. What? Look, whether you like Putin or not. Whether Lindsey Graham is right or not, mm -hmm. for a elected official with as high of a rank as Lindsey Graham has, right, to call for the assassination of another world leader, right, is wrong. And not only is Why? it wrong, because it because you're not supposed to do that. Why? Because look, we don't call for the assassination of other world leaders. Why? As a country. Why? Because it's not the right thing to do. We don't want Why? people doing that to us. Well, people do it to us all the time. Yeah, but that doesn't make them right. It, why? Two wrongs don't make it right, you five-year-old. Okay, hang on a second. Let's 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 go through this thinking here. And I know this is too, part of your warped sense of right and wrong, yes. which is is totally you know it would be impolite. I'm sure you're thinking to assassinate a world leader. Somebody kills Putin. Okay, what happens next? Well, well I don't know. Oh, I I, I do. I oh, do. No, no, and no, you don't know. Oh, I can say with high probability the oligarchs take over, okay? They install someone moderate and they pull the troops out of Ukraine and everybody settles down. Because I don't think anybody but Putin wants this war. <laughs> you know? 
I really don't. I, I, so killing Putin would actually it, look. It's the same. It's it's the killing Hitler thing. You know, the minute the madman dies, it's all over. You know, so I think that uh, you know Lindsey Graham was on the right track. I think Lindsey Graham is is neocon scum. Well, he is. That is trying to start World War Three. Look, well, maybe, and he's trying to fast track it. Maybe, yeah, yeah. But if he actually gets his way, it would probably prevent it. So, ironically, even though I agree that would be the right thing to do, I don't want it to happen. Why? Because it would prevent World War Three, which I'm rooting for. Oh, I you know, because that's the only thing that's going to stop the our AI overlords from uh, destroying the human race. Yeah. So come on, Russia. Keep firing on those nuke plants. You know, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great thing. You're doing a great service for the world. And come on, let's do the no fly zone, NATO. Let's get in there quick. You know, we need this all to happen pretty quickly here. Yeah. The sooner we can get the nukes flying, the sooner we can start to rebuild without the computers. Yeah. I guess you might be right. <laughs> I just, you know what it is. And you know Here's what? Here's the thing. I don't know how much, how facetious I'm actually being at this point. Yeah, I know. I honestly That's don't. That's the scary part. I honestly don't know where I stand on this sort of thing anymore. I just look at guys like Lindsey Graham and I, it just, here's the thing. Look, I think that the Biden and the Democrats are horrible and are bringing this country more towards tyranny all the time. So I don't want to, I'm not saying one is bad vice the other being bad. I just versus. think that versus the other being bad. I just think that Lindsey Graham and the neocon scum that are out there right. are so clamoring for a fucking to get us involved in this fucking war yeah. that they are willing to kill as many people as necessary in right. order for it to happen. Yeah, and, and you've you've also got the media. I've seen in the past couple of days uh, watching. Oh, they're uh, neocons too. Yeah, uh, well, they're probably a lot of them are doing it just because you know. All of a sudden, their ratings have quintupled. Yeah. You know? um, so they the uh, war is, is is good for business for them. But uh, by the same token, I, I think that you're going to have that sentiment start to shift uh, more and more. It's it's just human nature. Humans cannot watch other humans that they identify with and think are being victimized. Um, watch them suffer for very long without uh, wanting to do something about it. Okay, you so know? hold on. So the funny thing is is that when Graham said what he said, it draw a backlash. But let me give you a backlash from two people that are completely on the separate fucking spectrum when it comes to politics. So Ilhan Omar was like, I really wish our members of Cong- Congress would cool it and regulate their remarks as the administration works to avoid World War Three. she added. As the world pays attention to how the U.S. and its leaders are responding, Lindsay's re- Lindsay remarks and remarks made by some House members aren't helpful. So that's what Ilhan Omar says. A, a reasonable response, yeah. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. While we're all praying for peace and for the people of Ukraine, it is irresponsible, dangerous, and unhinged. We need leaders with calm minds and steady wisdom, not blood worse, not bloodthirsty, warmongering politicians trying to treat tough by demanding assassinations. Right. Right. But isn't she like a huge Putin fan? No. No. no? no, no. Okay. I, I, think so. I, I, I don't know her. Which one is she? Is she like She's she, the one from Georgia that's ultra you know. conservative, like oh, yeah, big yeah, Trumper. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm surprised she's not a Putin fan. Yeah. So, yeah, but the bottom line is here's here's really what I wish. Um I just wish that uh you know, uh Russians uh were brown. Why? Because yeah. then we'd be bombing them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this would be over quick, and we'd have their oil. Gas would be a buck fifty a gallon. <laughs> you know, so uh, that's it, it's just a shame that uh, that Russians happen to be white people. You know, I do find something else to be a little bit funny. By the way, yeah, is that the response that you're getting from people when it comes to the energy, uh, you know, the, the the raising gas prices and all this stuff, is that this is why we need solar and renewable energy and stuff like that that's for good our point. vehicles. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. They're right. Okay, hold on. That doesn't fix anything right now. Oh, no, it doesn't. As not only does it Look, not fix anything right now. that kind of attitude is, it's exactly the kind of thing that just offers really nothing. Uh, it's just, you know, using these type of crises to, to blather and bloviate. It's exactly like what we do on the show. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. One, I think we're a lot smarter than those people. I don't and know two, the are. difference is we're not in charge of anything. That's the big difference, yeah. 
So, you know, now who was that, saying this? Was this you know uh, uh, just a, uh, some uh, you know. White House press conferences oh, and okay. stuff like that, okay. like Jin so this, Psaki and yeah, yeah, like it's one of their things of like, well, why? Because the because the media started asking, well, why don't we just start opening up more drilling? And they're like, no, right. we're not going to do that. That's not that's not going to solve the problem. Well, it would like, it solve it in the short term. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't. Honestly. <coughs> Excuse me. Honestly, even if we started drilling more now in the U.S. on the existing land leases we have, um, it would increase production. But it's going to take so long to ramp that and get it in the yeah, pipeline. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. But it, it's but kind the of thing irrelevant. about it. No, not really, though. Let me explain why. Okay. Is that if you were to say that that's what they're going to do, then the price of oil will go down immediately because of the prospective nature of of the pricing that oil is at at times well and especially right now basically oils is all that is true there's true to that because oils is all uh, purchased in futures yeah so the the what people are buying now uh when they say they're buying oil they're buying you know april they're buying may oil you know they're buying Mm -hmm. contracts on those those uh those commodities so yeah you're right It, it could it could reduce the price some but it's actually not going to help supply real supply for a significant amount of time no not for a while yeah. they won't do it for a while right but, it, but again and and everyone's talking about well keystone pipeline keystone the, the key, keystone pipeline isn't built you know? yeah. so okay yeah let's start building it and in four years when it's done you know then we'll have more oil but by that time you know we'll, we'll be uh uh this will be fallout five <laughs> yeah know? probably so we'll we'll be wandering through the wasteland with super mutants well, you know. and the other thing everybody's... But the AI won't win. Yes, and that's what you're really... <laughs> that's, that's all you're I really care about, on. yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing is is that, that Zelensky is calling for a no-fly zone over, over uh, Ukraine, right. yeah. which is, in all essence, asking for World War III. Yeah, yeah. It, it re- honestly, it really boils down to... Uh, and look, it, it, to be serious here for a minute, I, I'm just, you know, in real serious, not one of these bits where I pretend to be serious and then not switch. Yeah. It's so hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> I know. Like, even uh, me sitting here, <laughs> you don't I'm know. like, I'm waiting for the punchline. You don't know for the After pun- all of this, I'm still waiting for the punchline. <laughs> there is no punchline on this one. I, I, you know, I, uh, my, my heart completely goes out to the people of Ukraine. They are just, you know, A, their resolve... And strength right now has been fantastic. And I like to think that, you know, that's how Americans would be faced with the same situation. Probably not. I, no, I think we would. But my point is, is is they are getting battered. They are the victims of Russian war crimes. Uh, you know, their their lives, their their nation, uh, you know, their their kids' future, it's all on the line right now. So I, I don't want to... It's already been destroyed for the most part. Uh, it's not that far, but, you know, it's... it's uh, they got a million refugees now. I mean, there's a million people that left the country. Yeah, it ain't yeah. Like over a million. Big, yeah, it ain't yeah. like they're as big as America either. I mean, that million—that's a big number. Well, I think their uh, their population is uh, about 44 million. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, you got to figure a million is like uh, that's a pretty significant number. That's two percent. That's over two percent of their yeah. population. Um, so yeah, it's and you know how many how many people have been killed and, and injured at this Which point? Which you don't know that either, boy. You don't have really good numbers. You don't have. Here's the thing: you don't have really good information coming out about this at all. It's weird. You have. It's a war zone. I mean, you but, just. But at the same yeah. time, though, in the age of the internet, where everything's videotape, where you can have video of all this stuff, it's you can't really trust any of the official news from either side coming right. out of this you can't trust ukraine you can't trust russia you can't trust any of the news coming out about this right and now to, and to watch what putin has been doing well there's a he lot really of, is showing like his dictator skirt is showing oh god yeah i mean they just everything coming out of russia is a lie at this point yeah um i think that most of the stuff coming out of ukraine is mostly true it may not be completely accurate but it's not a fabrication you know, there's nothing I've seen coming out of, uh, you know, the, the Ukrainian government that was a fabrication. Yeah. Uh, it may not be accurate in all cases, but it's not, you know, intentionally. Like it's not an outright lie. It's not an outright lie. It's not intended to mislead. It's probably they just don't have the right information. Well, the, the nuke thing or the nuclear power plant thing. Right. That seemed like a like 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 Zelensky was way o- trying to oversell. He did oversell the danger it a, that that well, was in. He, yeah, he did oversell that a little bit. But by the same token, if, uh, you know, uh, and again, first of all, the Russians attacking a nuclear power plant is just, it shows a complete disregard. Now, I understand that you want to take part of an invasion, and if, you, if you're uh, greeted by a hostile, um, you know, population, you have to destabilize the population. One of those yeah. ways is to cut off power, cut off water, yeah, cut off supplies. Yeah, well, not, yeah, that sort of thing. So... 
attacking a power plant is a reasonable military objective under those circumstances. But you have to know when it's a nuclear power plant, there are a lot of things that can go really wrong and end up, you know, like, for example, if they were to even just knock out the power to that thing and the pump stop and the water shuts down, you've got core meltdowns, you know, you've got uh, even the spent fuel rods are going to eventually become exposed. They're going to boil off that water and they're going to become exposed and then they're going to, you know, vaporize essentially and you get a strong wind and next thing you know, um, you know, a, a million people are in the yeah. path of... Chernobyl of, all over again. Uh, worse than Chernobyl, potentially. Yeah. Um, you know, more of a Fukushima type event where, you know, cores were actually, you know, uh, melting down completely and, and because they, they lost um, uh, coolant. But, you know, that so anything that they were doing to a nuclear power plant is just like absolutely stupid but it makes me wonder you know it seems like the russians are just so willing to roll the dice with everything you know and uh you know early on we were seeing a lot of things about the the low morale of the russian troops and everything like that and defecting and all that but it seems like something's turned in the past couple of days and now the russians the troops themselves are just like willing to just all right we're gonna kill everyone you know yeah and i don't know what changed um, you know, it, but something seems to have changed in the past couple of days. Um, but yeah, so the, so the fact that they're willing to attack a nuclear power plant in that manner, essentially, you know, fire upon it. And here's the other thing. Like, did you see that the, the footage of where they were attacking from? No. They're about 150 meters away. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. So if you're attacking a nuclear power plant from 150 meters away, if your attack is successful, <laughs> you're dead, like within minutes from radiation poisoning. Yeah. Like, so it, it makes me wonder if those troops actually understood what they were doing. I don't know. And they were just attacking the outer office buildings. But, you know, you have a situation where you take out the power and, and it's done. Well, one thing, yeah. Yeah, you goes can have, there's so many, there's so many scenarios where, you know, if that fire spread because they, they couldn't fight the fire. So if, if it happened to spread to a, another area, I mean, there's just so many scenarios where that could go so wrong. And, you know, it, it, the, the fact that, and this is only a, a short distance from the Russian border. So it's not like this would just, and, and Belarus. Uh, so it's not like it would just affect them. It, it's it's uh, just strange, the decision-making process right now, yeah. which makes me think that, that Putin is just completely unstable at this point. I, I don't see any... Uh, look, I didn't think that was the case in the beginning, but now, especially after, you know, he's doubled down and tripled down on all this stuff and is, you know, he will not be happy until he takes the all of Ukraine. Right, right. Which, here's the thing. I don't know what you're going to do about that. That means you're going to... And again, you hear the U.S. government talking about how there's going to be a you know, basically an insurgency thing going on there for fucking 10 years or whatever. But I think that they're not necessarily wrong about that. You know, like, like you're going to have an underground Ukraine because look, the separatists have been at war with the Ukraine, with the Ukraine government for a long time. Now the roles are just going to be reversed. Yeah. But that was a, a very small, very localized conflict. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was it, tiny. Well, yeah, it'll be small localized to Ukraine. Here. And here's the other thing. The sanctions at the time that were placed on Russia were just a slap on the wrist, and it weren't really causing anyone any grief, okay? Right now, the Russian economy is in shambles, and it's yeah, only going to get worse. Yeah, they baked it into the cake, man. No, they didn't. Not this far. Mm, Not this did. far. Well, they can't even get to the the their their the funds that they well, there's stashed some of that, away. There's, yeah, but we're still selling them. I mean, we're still buying oil for That's going to stop. That's going to no, stop. Not. Yeah, it will. I guarantee you it will. You know what's going to happen? We're going to lift the sanctions on Venezuela, and everything that Venezuela um, is producing is going to end up here. You know, well, it, some of it's going to end up here. The rest is going to go to Germany and Europe. That's what's going to happen. So you think they're going to... Re yeah. Really? Yeah. Maybe, Did you hear about this or something? No, I just... it's It, it makes sense because... Is that just women's intuition? The the amount of, of oil that Venezuela produces is effectively the same amount as Russia produces. So when we put the sanctions on Venezuela, um, they <laughs> basically, the Russians offset that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now at this point, it's like, oh, well, screw it. We'll just lift the, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it would make a lot of sense to lift the, the sanctions on Venezuela to get that oil flowing again. And I think that's probably how you're going to get the EU uh, to accept, uh, you know, energy sanctions on Russia, 
is say, look, well, let's let's look at easing the restrictions on Venezuela, get that that uh, oil flowing again. And I think you'll see a, a pretty significant change because I don't think OPEC <laughs> OPEC says, you know, we've had cheap oil for a while. We're going to ride this for a bit. So I don't think they're going to really, you know, ramp up production in the U.S., they can ramp up to production to some degree, but not enough to fully offset us and Europe. So I, I think that's the most logical, you know, thing is to, to lift sanctions on Venezuela because they're floating on oil, and they've got the infrastructure to start putting it out pretty quickly. So I, I think that could happen. But my my point is that you're going to have a situation in Russia where it becomes so desperate that I think everything is on the table and all the way to nukes. And I think also you're going to have so much pressure from people in the U.S. and Europe. It, you're already starting to see it happen. The media has already taken kind of a, a divergence like oh, we've, we have to do something about this. You know, we have you have people talking like that. We have to do the no-fly zone. As soon as we do a no-fly zone, we're shooting down Russian planes. And I can tell you one thing is if NATO gets involved in this conflict, that entire russian invasion force is destroyed within four or five days you know without question we nato would completely annihilate russia because you have to understand how they're configured right now the vast majority of the invasion force is on a highway in a single file line stopped it would take a squadron of a10s eh, a couple of days to literally wipe out all of those those vehicles no, that's true I, I mean just you know that, that's it uh, b2s we'd have it done in two hours you know so if 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 that does happen if if nato does get involved uh russia's you know entire army uh the the all the divisions all the brigades that they've sent in there are, would effectively be neutralized within days now if that does happen russia at that point has no choice in putin's mind to uh, use nuclear weapons yeah on us or on nato you know uh, depending on you know what he thinks the response is but the end result is the same you know yeah so um any, so we got that going for us which is nice which is nice yeah which is good <laughs> so anyway that's that's my uh completely layman's out of my fucking mind uh, analysis of the situation but i don't think it's necessarily wrong you know yeah i i i, I gotta tell you man it's just it's I, 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 we talked about it before. I know that I did not think that they were going to do this. Right. And they, they, now that they have decided they're going to do this, I have no fucking idea what they're going to do next. It's just like everything else in life, man. It's an algorithm. And there's only so many, you know, if-then scenarios. If X equals this, then this. You know, yeah. and, and there's only so many branches that that tree can take. And the further we get into this conflict, there's a fewer and fewer number of potential outcomes. And uh, that's essentially what's happening. And the, the worst case scenarios become more and more likely. That's why I said 11% today of, of nuclear holocaust is where I'm putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty accurate, you know, it's. Well, we don't know if it's accurate, you know. But I mean, it sounds pretty fucking accurate. <laughs> it sounds good when I say it. Like, it, you know? it sounds fucking pretty fucking accurate. Right. I just can't believe that they're doing this. Like, I can't believe that they've. Like, I can't believe the calculation. Why? Why? There's so much historical precedent for this. When when people give a handful of people power, or much worse, a single individual power, this always happens. This is the inevitable outcome of all forms of government, period. End of story. This will always happen. So until mankind discovers that giving a small number of people a whole lot of power is a really bad idea, this will continue to happen throughout all of human evolution. It's, you know, that's really the problem. And I, I hate to keep acting like this, like every problem can be solved by not giving people power. It can't. Because if these people didn't have the power to raise armies, if these people didn't have the power to, to develop and launch nuclear weapons, you know, we would never be in this situation. You're it, not it, wrong. I know. You're not wrong I know. on this one. I know. You're not here's wrong the thing. on this one. It, it, it's kind of like saying, you know, a, something that could never be and, and hoping for a world that is virtually impossible. But it, it really, you know, when, when you boil everything down to it, it, it just it's the reality of the situation. That if humans just learned how to self-govern, these sort of things could never happen. They, they just it would there would be no 
possible way where we could be in these kinds of situations because they wouldn't exist. If we could, if, if everyone could go with the philosophy of like voluntary, again, I, it's, you don't even have to, you don't even have voluntary association though. Like just, you can't force people to do stuff no matter what, if you think it's a good idea or not, you just can't force people to do stuff, but community's still going to grow in like communities will still grow and still be together right it'll just be voluntary right. and that's the best way to do it but every time that someone gets butt hurt in the world they look for a bigger bully to go after the bigger bully that's right and that is the problem because they don't see a problem with that exactly and, that's and eventually when you do that you have a chain which develops into the biggest bully of all that literally at this point uh, can destroy the planet, but, but but the population itself is also manipulated with false information, and right. with, with with agendas, and it's because of those agendas that your average person who doesn't really want some of these things will still get on board with it. Right, right, exactly. Or they'll make you so afraid of the other guy that you know. Well, that is interesting because essentially, uh, you know, Russia just this week uh, passed a law. Uh, making any type of fake news, um, which is anything that the government, you know, doesn't whatever like. the government deems is fake yeah. news, uh, punishable by I think it was up to fifteen years in j- in prison. Um, you know, so or, or maybe it was thirty, but uh, yeah. So uh, basically, they just passed a number. <laughs> Here's how you know it's a uh, you know a, a basically a despot, um, you know, uh, an authoritarian uh, dictatorship. The Russian parliament passed it unanimously of course they did right yeah anytime you see a unanimous action in a governing body you know without question that it is somebody's getting fucked yeah yeah um so now you've got a situation where um all the even uh you know external media services are pulling out like you know cnn bbc sky news france 24 al jazeera they're all having to pull out of russia at this point uh all the reporters out because they can't risk them being arrested for just reporting the news. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got no sources. They've, they, uh, Facebook, Twitter have all been forced to shut down, um, you know, or been blocked at this point because they're afraid that they are going to be on the hook for, quote unquote, spreading force fake news by just reporting what's going on. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an incredibly dangerous situation. But I would think that your average Russian would have to see this and say wait a second i can't get any other news source but the official government yeah something ain't right you know so I, I would at least think that they'd be um you know smart enough and and uh, have enough critical thinking to question that part of it yeah but you never know so and honestly it doesn't matter what the russian people think uh because uh unless they put millions of people in the streets and literally storm uh the kremlin uh, it doesn't matter because Putin doesn't care. He doesn't care about popular opinion polls. What's he worried about not getting reelected? That ain't going to happen. Yeah. You know. I mean, anybody that really runs against him seriously is thrown in jail. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, or poisoned. Or both. Yeah, or both. In, in this case. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes you get poisoned, and if you make it through, then yeah. you get thrown what in jail. Is, what is his I name? I forget that uh, motherfucker's uh, name. Natoli. Uh, Navatoli. Yeah, something like that. Uh, you know, the, the opposition uh, leader. Uh, yeah, he got poisoned uh, on an airplane. Survived that. And uh, then they threw him in jail <laughs> for surviving, I guess. Yeah. How uh, dare you survive on poisoning? And he was he was poisoned with a uh, a Russian nerve agent that only Russia has. Yeah. <laughs> that was developed by the KGB. Hmm. Yeah. I right. wonder who did that. It's probably Americans. <laughs> probably. Yeah. False flag operation, of course. <laughs> God, Russia's so... Putin's so fucking evil. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I mean, that's is. the one thing that I definitely but, agree on, is that Putin is fucking evil. Oh, yeah. yeah. And again, that's why Magnolia Thunder Pussy is correct. The best possible outcome is someone put a bullet in his head and it could it could still happen now here's the thing i don't even necessarily disagree with lindsey graham he just is should not be he should not say that why that is that because that that is escalating the possibility of further we are so far beyond that at this point anyone who still thinks that oh we don't want to do anything to upset putin look (laughs) we're beyond that point you know we might as well um you know just just Look, we could invade Russia at the point this point, and I don't think it would make any difference in his mindset. Yeah, yeah, I really don't. I think that he is. I think he is on the point. He he's on the path towards. Well, if I'm not going to win this, nobody's going to win. Mm. I I think that's where he is. If I'm out of power, 
I'm going to destroy the world. And I think that's the path he's on. I, I, you know, I think that's where the guy's mind is at. So I don't think at this point it matters what he does. If he can't get the entire Soviet bloc back, uh, if he can't push everything back to the, the Warsaw Pact boundaries, uh, he's, he's, he's all in, man. He's pushed his chips to the middle of the table. So uh, the best possible outcome uh, for avoiding any type of, of uh, you know, nuclear war, I think, is uh, to take the guy out. Yeah. You know? And I think that there's a whole bunch of people in uh, governments and outside of governments all over the world trying to figure out a way to do that right now. It may be the truth. Maybe you know? the truth. Now, I got a question for you because this has come up in the, in the realm of, of, uh, of this issue and this conversation. So... There was an appearance, an appearance on Rachel Maddow's show by Secretary or former Secretary of State and and horrible human being Hillary Clinton. Right, and she says, and she's talking about crypto, and uh, she's like, if the Ukrainians with our help can impose enough economic pain on Russia, President Vladimir Putin, and sadly the Russian people combined with providing weapons, that might be the only way that I can see of getting a stalemate that might save the Ukrainian people from an even greater tragedy. She said, she added, I'm disappointed to see that some of the so-called crypto exchanges, not all of them, but some of them are refusing to end transactions with Russia for some philosophy of libertarianism or whatever. Right. Everybody should do as much as possible to isolate Russia's uh, Russian economic activity right now. Right. So here's my question for you. Mm -hmm. You understand that the ability of Russia or anybody to be able to use crypto. Right. And to not be stopped from using crypto right. is a feature of crypto, not a bug of crypto. Right. And that's the reason you like it. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, do you have any reservations about still maintaining that freedom with crypto well, considering that <clears throat> Russia could use it? Here's here's uh, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I am, too. But, you uh, know. Um, no, I'm totally fine uh, with the exchanges preventing the transactions. Okay. Oh, okay. I yeah. see what you're saying. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because what they've done is, look, it is impossible to prevent a cryptocurrency transaction. Okay. If I want to send my, and we'll just use Bitcoin for, you know, to keep things simple. Yeah. So if I want <clears throat> to send Bitcoin from my wallet to your wallet, okay. Um, and this is presuming I'm not using some third party. Let's say we each have our own uh, private keys that we manage. We each have our own wallet that's a, a, an offline wallet. It's not part of Coinbase or FTX or anything like yeah. that. Okay. If I want to send you those, uh, you know, Bitcoin, I can do it. And there's literally no mechanism in the world which can stop it. Okay. The only mechanism is if 51% of the miners out there agreed that we can't do that transaction but there's not really a mechanism to prevent that anyway so there's theoretically it is possible for that to happen but it's so unlikely now here's what the exchanges are doing the exchanges are just saying well no we will not put we can't put any restrictions on that but what we will do is say you can't buy crypto with rubles Okay. Yeah. So, uh, or there's a limit to how much you can buy. Like, I, I think uh, some of the major uh, exchanges have limited it to like $2,500 ruble is the max transaction. Okay. Which at this point is about uh, 25 bucks. <laughs> no, I think it's, that's what it was. It was about 2500 in US dollars worth of rubles, which would probably be about a quarter million rubles. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, th that is just them, they're actually restricting fiat currency issued by nations and that <laughs> i got no problem with that you can do that all day long um so that's kind of what's happening now because they don't have any actual control over over real cryptocurrency transactions now if russia already had 600 billion dollars uh sitting in cryptocurrency for example um then it would be a different story they could transact that uh they could exchange it for dollars or euros or some other you know currency yeah but I don't think they have that. I think they probably have, if they have any crypto investments, it's probably very limited. Their money was all in dollars, euro, and gold, um, and which were stored at different places, you know, throughout the world. And, and that can certainly be confiscated or, or frozen or what have you. Um, so really, they're not, when they talk about, 
you know, freezing crypto assets. They're just talking about limiting transactions between rubles, which are basically the only currency that Russia has access to at this point, into cryptocurrency. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that. But you're still saying that it's pretty much useless, though, because there's tons of ways to work around it. No, no, it's it would be difficult uh, for Russia at this point to make large scale transactions. And when I say large scale, I'm talking, you know, millions of dollars uh, in transactions or certainly billions. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're lucky to be able to make thousands of dollars in transactions in cryptocurrency because the exchanges are cutting off the ruble, you know, and not all of them have. There's a few of them out there. Um you know, but essentially what's going to keep happening is the value of the ruble is becoming so low that they're not going to be able to buy that much with it anyway. Yeah, that's you true. know, so so it's, you know, I mean, you don't think that they bought a bunch of cryptocurrency in, in, uh, in I don't know in an effort to, uh, you know, hedge for this. I, I don't know. I don't know. I would think that probably not, because honestly, if you have to, if you get into the mindset of people like, uh, you know, the, the Politburo, <laughs> for example, or Vladimir Putin, they're probably not real big fans of a completely uncontrollable, uh, you know, free market currency. Well, you know what I'm I saying? mean, they don't want it for their people, but they like it. Well, they I don't like know. It, they'd like it for themselves. I don't know. And that's one of the other benefits of cryptocurrencies. You really don't know who has it. Yeah. You know, I'm kinda, I, I mean, that's the thing. You know that there's a wallet out there and you know that that wallet has the address and you know from the blockchain how much is in it, but you don't know who owns it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, unless you do a whole bunch of forensic and figure out, oh, okay. Which well, I'd they... rather live in a world where that's the case, though. Right. I'd rather live in a more dangerous world where you have the freedom to do that than to live in a controlled world where you don't have, where governments can just shut you down. There's nothing that I've seen that would indicate to me that the Russian government has a massive investment in cryptocurrency. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sure they have some and maybe try trying to get in a lot more now, uh, but uh, there, there's n no indications I've seen that that's, uh, you know, that there are any of the really big whales out there. Yeah. Now, in, in with this, you have the, Elon Musk factor. God, I love Elon Musk all the time. He always says he's always doing something crazy. Um, Elon Musk warns Russia may now be spying on Starlink internet on Starlink's internet gifted to Ukraine and urges cautious use. So he what he did was basically uh, the billionaire donated a truckload of dishes uh, into the war torn country, which has seen its communications battered by Russian forces. So he's using Starlink and those um, you know trucks in order to basically give Ukraine. Wi-Fi access or internet right. access. Yeah. You know, because you still got to be able to download your porn even in a war-torn country. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, it goes without saying. Yeah. Um, and all the girls that are the OnlyFans over there still have to be able to make their money. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I just, it's just funny that, you know, Musk is like, all right, send them, send them internet. Make sure they can get on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now he's warning because uh, it's the only, really at this point, reliable internet uh, in some parts of the Ukraine. Uh, he's Probably warning. most parts. Uh, hard to say at this point. You know, it's it, it seems like in the uh, in the western part of the country, uh, most of the infrastructure is still pretty much intact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they took out the TV tower in Kiev and things like that. But uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking cellular service is still pretty much there. But it's it's probably I'm sure they're going after it more and more now. Oh know? yeah. Um. So, but uh, yeah, that that was cool of us to do that. But now he's warning that the Russians are uh, tapping into it. Yeah. You know, um, and they're trying to use it to locate, um, you know, people. Pe people and take them out. Yeah. You know, so so he's saying what you need to do is is make sure that, you, you know, when you're running these satellite dishes, uh, make sure to run them off, uh, you know, a solar power or something like that. So you don't have a generator plume or a heat signature or things like that. You know, yeah, uh, nothing that the uh, the Russians can target. So, yeah, it's just a crazy situation over there. Now, also, there's something that was this was uh, in the U.S. Sun. Uh, Russian troops accused of raping numerous women or UK son. No, yeah. no, it says US son. There's well, it's it's oh oh wow huh? I didn't know that thing existed, huh? That's what that's what it says. They must have a US edition, but yeah, that's a UK paper. But anyway, go ahead. But what they were talking about here was is that that you know there there's a, some raping that's going on of women, and I, I'm just curious if that's if it's true or not. Oh, I'm sure it's true. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's yeah, it's absolutely true. Uh, pretty much every invasion force throughout human history has raped women as they've gone through. Yeah, uh, you know it just happened. I mean, it, there there were even some cases of U.S. troops doing it in Afghanistan. Yeah, and Iraq or so, Vietnam. Yeah, right. So it, it, surely it happens. Um, it, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the question is to to what scale it's happening. 
um, and whether the um, the Russian brass is, uh, you know, looking the other way on it or even encouraging it. Who knows? Yeah, or even encouraging yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's just you don't know in these situations. Obviously, in the U.S., uh, for U.S. troops where it's happened, it's it's been fairly isolated, and those guys in most cases ended up, uh, you know, uh, spending some time in Leavenworth for it. Well, yeah. Um, but uh, in this situation, it may be completely condoned or even encouraged by the uh, – of the Russian forces. Yeah, you, you don't know. know. You don't know at this point. You know, here here's what I really came away with um, thinking about. And this is someone who was, you know, a cold warrior. Uh, in fact, you, you and I both were in the uh, uh, in the. Well, you not so much uh, because you were in in the 90s, right? Yeah, I didn't go until 93. OK, I was in in the 80s. And uh, at that time, we were still in the height of the Cold War. We were, you know, we were completely built to fight the Ruskies. And, you know, the entire impression that we had of the Soviet Union, the Soviet troops was this is how they operate. This is how they fight. They fight dirty. They don't care about civilians. You know, they'll do whatever it takes. Um, And, you know, for the for the next 30 or so years after the fall of Berlin Wall, after the the collapse of the Soviet Union, I think we kind of dropped those ideas and said, oh, yeah, Russia is just another country. They're not like that anymore. And it seems like in a very rapid period of time, just the course of the last, you know, well, even during the course of this invasion, because even the the Crimea invasion was not like this. Well, we didn't hear anything about it. Well, we would have. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we would have if if these type of things were going on. Um, So it's like suddenly everything that we believed about the Soviet Union and the Soviet troops back in the day that honestly i thought over the past 30 years was you know half boogeyman stories yeah a lot of it's being proven true you know these guys are just you know vicious as hell you know what i'm saying um and by the same token (laughs) they don't seem to have very good morale most of the troops themselves um you know you've got a lot of them didn't know they were i mean if you listen if you if you believe what the videos have shown right from the interviews of captured Russian people, which I don't know if you, I don't know if you believe it or not. Right. But if it's true, then it seems like they didn't know they were going to do this. I think it's true. I, I, I think uh, that the vast majority of the frontline troops thought they were doing a training exercise when they, even when they rolled into Ukraine, they had no idea what was going on, and they just have no desire to fight the Ukraine. Well, and they thought they were going to get treated like liberators. Right. I exactly. Mean, again, if you if you believe what the reports say. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. What the brass thought, but I think the individual troops had no idea what was going on until they were actually, you know, uh, I mean, in once contact. you cross, well, once you cross over that border, though, then they're like, well, no, no, we're going to be greeted as liberators. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think that was initially the issue, but now Until the, old ladies tell you to put sunflower seeds in your pocket. Well, and, and that was initially, but now I think after uh, more than a week in, I think now that they've gotten their nose bloodied pretty good. I think now the frontline troops are like, okay, fuck it, game on, we're fighting now. Yeah. So even if they because then at that point you're just fighting to survive. Yes. Because you yes. got to make it through it, and that's the difference. They are now at, at the first point they were completely demoralized. They were, you know, there were stories of them intentionally sabotaging their own vehicles so they didn't have to move any further yeah you know which i i believe was true in some cases how prevalent it was hard to say yeah but at this point now the russian troops themselves and i'm talking about the the privates and corporals on the ground yeah they're fighting for their lives so now it's become even though it's a a shit show of a situation and they don't want to be there and they they really have you know initially had nothing against the ukrainian people now it's it's just they got to fight it's fight or die oh yeah you know well because if you listen look they're getting sniped at they're getting guerrilla oh, yeah. guerrilla attack well they, a brigadier general uh got uh actually a major general in russia but what's equivalent to one of our brigadier generals uh got sniped uh, day before yesterday yeah so it was i think it was the second highest ranking uh he was actually the deputy commander of the entire invasion army yeah so i mean that's a, that's a pretty big hit right there mm-hmm. uh so yeah the ukrainians are uh you know making making it pretty painful for the russians but yeah and it's, kiev it's, is claiming that they've killed nine thousand of their troops so far oh that was of a couple the of russian days. troops yeah i believe that i believe that just from the 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 footage that i'm seeing of destroyed vehicles i mean yeah that's probably true but i'm shocked at how low the civilian uh ukrainian civilian death count has been so far so far though yeah i mean just from the level of destruction it goes to show you that the ones that are still there are dug in deep Mm -hmm. you know they're not sitting in their apartments anymore so 
no, that's uh, but yeah, it's just just a horrible, tragic situation. Yeah, this is. But this is, like I said, at least it's probably going to end up in a nuclear holocaust. So we got that going for us. Yeah, which is nice. Which is nice. Which is nice. So, um, we got uh, about five minutes left in the show. Really? Yeah, it's really, really. I, did I you know that or that not? For effect. Did I you only, know that or not? I actually didn't know it. But I didn't think so because I didn't give you. Any I figured. Signals. I figured that the. I figured the hour was almost up. Yeah. Um, so, is there anything else you want to touch on on uh, on Ukraine? Uh, no, 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 not yeah, really. I think that's enough. All right. So I got to tell you though, I am a little disappointed that my mail order Ukraine bride is now on back order. Really? So, really? Know. I would think at this point there'd be it would be like a buyer's market. Well, they keep dying. Oh, that sucks. Oh, dude, that was a little in poor taste, actually. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that actually, I actually had a little bit of a visceral reaction to that. <laughs> <laughs> that was I was almost off the range of humor there. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, that was sad. Just you know, that went too far for that, you. That went too far because I was picturing this beautiful Ukrainian woman dead, uh, dead and it was it was it not was a, sad. Yeah, it, was, it sucked. Yeah, uh, don't do that anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, I apologize, Ileana. No, I'm sad, Ileana. That was her name. Oh. Oh, dude! <laughs> but no, you would think twenty-five, blonde, about five foot. Well, eight. actually, it, now it, Russian uh, mail order brides, because uh, apparently there's a whole lot of people trying to get out of Russia right now. Uh, yeah, no, there. Here's the thing, I, and and maybe look, maybe he knew this was going to happen. Maybe he didn't know this Who's was going to happen. Putin. Okay, but the amount of resistance that you see from the people of the Soviet or of Russia. Well, you have to grade it on a curve because they will stomp out any political dissent whatsoever. Right. But to see what they're like, what these people are doing is actually a really kind of a good sight to see. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, some of them. I still think that your your rank and file Russian has no idea what's really going on, and they're like, "Yes, go mother Russia," you know that sort of thing. But um, I now, I don't think as much as you think, though. I think it's a lot less than you think. Yeah. And again, we're probably arguing over over percentages. Percentages, here, yeah. Right. But I do think that there is a much more of a sizable percentage of the population that probably knows more now because look, the internet's the internet. Like, you know, it's well, and it is pretty much everywhere. I, I think the younger people in Russia who know especially how, the younger people. Yeah, especially the younger people who know how to get around the firewalls and know how to actually find out real information on the Internet. Uh, I think they have a good idea what, what's going on. I think the older generation in Russia is, is completely clueless and they just, you know, they believe whatever they see on, on uh, Pravda and Toss. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I think there's, well, there's definitely some truth to that, though. But that goes with the same with our population, too. I mean, you know, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. All the old people are watching Fox News and think they're telling the truth. Yeah. But or they, MC, MSNBC <laughs> or CNN or you, you pick whatever evil fucking. One, one thing uh, uh, about the U.S. media is they without question lie. But, man, they don't lie to this degree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, they up their game on the yeah. line. Yeah, the, the Russian media, man. I don't know how they how they do it. Well, I, I, I yes, I do because they either do it or they spend thirty years in in prison making big rocks into small rocks. Okay, <laughs> all right. So hold on. There's one more story I want to get to that has nothing Nin, to do with ninety Ukraine. seconds. Hit it. Oh, I need more than ninety seconds. Oh, then that. then you're going to have to tune in to the second hour. Which, if you'd like to do, uh, all you need to do is go to Patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage that's patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage sign up become a subscriber uh, small monthly fee gets you a second hour of the show a whole lot more content plus a whole bunch of swag including the anarchist guild coin yes uh, including the this is not a bomb duffel bag which we highly recommend that you take to the airport when you travel because the tsa needs to know that that your bag is not a bomb yes <laughs> uh, do we have any other swag still not books and stuff like that, yeah. Oh, oh books? So what yeah, kind yeah. of books we got these days? Well, you got to find out. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Your book, of course. Uh, so, uh, oh, we do still have copies of the Cassandra Trigger. We got a couple copies Okay, of then, then uh, you get a copy of the Cassandra Trigger, a 1695 value. Um, uh, my book, uh, which basically details all this and, and how it's uh, the world is going to end anyway, Yeah, and you so. wrote it like four years ago. Uh, yeah, well, I actually started writing in 2013, finished it in 2016. But anyway, that is our show. We appreciate you joining us. We hope to see you on the, the other side in the second hour, and uh, we'll see you there. Have a good one.